0: Naomi Sneakers here. We are the After Show, the Firecracker Department After Show. We do this every week where we pull our core members together and have a discussion about our past episodes. But we are doing it live for the very first time today. And I think we're going to keep doing it because it's super fun. Yeah. Um, let's see who we've got here. We've got Emily Churchill, who's in charge of our wellness department. and She's in Los Angeles. AJ Edmonds, who's in Toronto, sometimes LA, and she's doing content creation. Rebecca, Rebecca Marquardt, who's in New York, and she does technical department. And here we are all together. We, I'm so thrilled. This is very, we're talking about Carmen Aguirre today. And oh my gosh, I so loved my chat with Carmen. Um, you'll know her from Refugee Hotel, and uh, she's a playwright, she's an author. She uh, something fierce was her first book received uh, amazing reviews and then it won Canada's read Canada Reads in 2012 on CBC which is not easy and uh, it was her first book so she's also an actor and she's an activist and I just really loved my chat with her I was a little bit nervous going in because I think she's such I mean it's her book right something fierce she's such a fierce person that I was like ooh. I, I, you know, I got jokes, I'm making fart noises under my arm. And I'm like, oh, but she's also very very funny. It was really fun. What resonated for you folks with your uh, with this discussion with Carmen?
1: I mean, I just think my first thought for anybody is like, you just should listen, read her book. And then also listen to this podcast. Because, you know, a lot of the people you interview are these beautiful artists and predominantly come from North America and have relatively traditional backgrounds. Um, And Carmen's is just like, she's such an example of somebody that was born into being an artist, but her journey to mm-hmm. getting there. Like, she talks about all of these opportunities she had in terms of like medical school or just continuing her life as an activist. And like, she went to being an artist. And you sort of sit back going, Wow. Yeah. You really yeah, are. Know. Or knowing what you want to do. That was
0: not on my roster. Like, it wasn't like, maybe I'll be a doctor or <laughs> I was like, oh, sneak us, do something that is not going to make your head explode in school. Uh, but yeah, she could just do anything. And then she also pulls it all together, right? Her intelligence with the different passions that she has in activism and as a, a revolution in Chile. And then she puts it all there and then like teaches us through her, her work. It's quite extraordinary. Emily, what uh, what jazz do you? Well, I... <laughs>
2: I mean the whole thing was very um inspiring um and it made me think a lot more than you know I'm I think I'm used to right now. Let's be honest. <laughs> um isn't that weird. Anyway, um the no, one thing that she said was weird right now. <laughs> Nothing so oh, thank God. Um no. the one thing that she said and I kept thinking, I'm like, oh my God, I think I'm I don't think I'm winning at life because I have not been a part of a resistance. Like, I was like, I want to be a part of a resistance. Like, <laughs> you know, walking in Glendale, I'm like, yeah, I can do it. You know, um, <laughs> it was we amazing. We all have
0: our resistances on different levels, though. Like, there's different, I think you're fighting. You're fighting a fight. I see yeah. that. I see your work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not like that, yeah. <laughs> but it's that feeling of, like, she's accomplishing so much. Uh, Rebecca, what about you? What did you think?
3: I don't know. I just, it's really interesting when you hear about, I feel like so often in the arts, especially in, you know, the U.S. and in Canada, access to being able to be an artist is very limited. It's like, oh, good, your parents can support you through acting school, and you know that if you aren't able to make rent later, they'll have your back, they'll bail you out, so it's fine. You know, worst case scenario, you have to borrow money from your parents. And it just, it so dramatically limits the kind of art that we're able to make because we're all coming from very similar backgrounds. And so to see somebody, I mean, coming from some, a totally different background, but still come in and be able to find the right balance of like opportunities that are presented to her, but then also just seizing every chance she has to create her own opportunities and be like, cool, I got into this school and that's great. I got into this program and that's great. But I fully acknowledge that once that's done, I am on my own. So I'm going to go ahead and just start now and just start making opportunities for myself. And it's just, it's really yeah. inspiring. And it kind of makes you have to reflect and go, oh, right. I've had it so easy and I've, I've been mm-hmm. so fortunate and we all have our struggles. Right. But, but like, but thank, when you-
1: <laughs> thank yeah. goodness for storytellers like Carmen, you know, that are, our- mm-hmm followed that mm-hmm. path right like it, it's because of the stories she's willing to tell that we have the opportunity to learn about the resistance or be a, a part of whatever activism she's in like she's you know using her desire to be an artist to include all of us and I like I love that she talked about how like, she's writing plays that are going to piss people off
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> I yeah. Like, I
2: know. Listen,
0: but then. she loves that <laughs> like <laughs> but don't you think that's interesting because because I-, I thought part of our discussion when she says like i don't care like my friends aren't my theater community mm-hmm. like my friends are beyond my theater community and i was like what's that like like all my friends are my community <laughs> so right like i don't have anybody that isn't in the arts so yeah what um, a nice yeah topic. she's a real bold yeah i gotta get so this goes out to you if you're watching if you're a non actor and you 'd like to be my friend. Naomi's <laughs> I taking applications
1: for new friends. <laughs> Periodically, I <laughs> ask people funny. like I listen into conversations for people that don't work in the arts, And I'm just like, well, oh, yeah yeah, oh, that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. No I, she's.
3: I, I kind of relate to what she was saying because for me like <sighs> I, so I grew up gay in Texas in the 80s and 90s, right? And I was in rural Texas, and there were enough people around that were like, this is a terrible, terrible thing, that it it messed with my head. And so for me, part of my journey to be able to kind of like get in touch with who I am and who I need to be in this world was like distancing myself from all of that, including my family. So like I did a solo show in Chicago, and it was completely autobiographical. It was Rebecca Marquardt, the first 30 years. Um, and I, I did not invite my family. I did not send them links to watch any. Like it was like, no. I need to be able to create this with no personal attachment, with no thoughts from the people who have known me the longest, because I need to just have this be my truth in this moment. Because I need this to. I mean, like she said, it's not therapy, but I think that performance and creation is very therapeutic. I think that it goes hand in hand with. I think that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it was like, no, this is that final step for me that it's like, I've been doing all of this reflection and working with a therapist and trying to figure out who I am and being able to like write it and rewrite it helps me get more and more comfortable with it. And then actually putting it on a stage and sharing it with the world is like, and here you go. Like, this is this little butterfly that I've grown and I'm setting it free and I'm giving it to the audience and whatever they want to do with it is totally up to them. But if my parents are sitting in the front row of the audience, I'm like, Please love me. I need you to love me. <laughs> you know? yeah. So like I but get I it. I mean like
0: Yeah. Somebody like her that I think is so like I, I love the vulnerability that she also has where she's like, No, I'm gonna do this and it's risks. And I'm like, good for you. That that sounds so um you you have so much confidence. She's like, Oh, I'm scared. Like she's also like revealing that this isn't something that just comes easy to her. She's about to do a comedy and she's like it's like a Moliere adaptation or something, but uh, yeah, she's, I'm, I'm kind of in awe. I say that a lot, but I really am. Uh, and Emily, anything for you that you're like, that struck home for you? Um, I love that.
2: Uh, cause I, I believe this too, which we probably all do. Um, but art comes from your heart. Um, and I feel like that is, is huge because I feel like we all feel it right. We feel it when we're watching something and we're like, Ooh, this is great. This makes me feel good. Whether it's, scary or funny or whatnot but when things are not authentic or not from the heart it kind of makes you feel like no no, no, I don't like watching this right now (laughs) so I think it's very important to have our art come from our heart yeah
0: yeah that's not always easy though like Mm -hmm. I, I think as what your one person show Rebecca must have been a real journey for you like that you know you're like oh just write what you know But that's not an easy process of going, well, (laughs) this is what I know. And I'm going to like work through it. And then I'm going to expose it. Like that's, I I just think, you know, and also, you know, we have this disclaimer in this podcast um, because of her sexual assault experience. Mm -hmm. But to to be interested in delving into that too, because we've all had like trauma in our lives. Mm -hmm. I think after, I don't know what age, but I feel like everybody has trauma in their lives. But then the willingness to dive into that to create that art from that broken heart i think is really extraordinary but also Um, make it from the
1: other side like that was the thing Mm, that i found so fascinating about the way she approaches it is you know saying that like you can't put something on stage if you were if that's your therapy like that an audience can't sit through your therapy but you can offer them an, an opportunity to hear what like maybe be therapy for them and like hear it through like that's actually a lot of of what the firecracker podcast is for a lot of listeners. I know, is this like hearing other people, other women go through this path to where they are now, which, you know, mm-hmm. all of us are on different stages of going like, okay, listening to it's actually very therapeutic, but we're not listening to somebody go through their therapy together. They've already gone to the other side. And you know, that's the same with writing mm-hmm. personal stories. Like it, you can't, like I'm writing a show about my family and I keep sending it to my, to my mom. And I realize that we're in so different places with how we felt about that story. And so the way she sees it is very different than I see it. And then you put it out for critique and you have to be on the other side. Cause if you're not, all of a sudden you're going, well, that's not what really happened. Oh yeah. You know, like you can't, yeah. you, you can't um, divorce yourself from it. Yeah. It's, well, it's, our it's, art is open to critique. Yeah. Emily go.
2: Well, it's interesting <laughs>
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna just
2: okay. Um, So yes, I have, I have uh, wrote uh, a a show. Uh, Where are you, Greg? And I just want to just put this in your pocket and see what you think about it. Um, It's about me going through my lady times and wearing a strap on and um, uh, of course I invited my father, right? Um, (gasps) Yes, yes, I did. And he laughed the whole time. But I think I realized he didn't, he wasn't hearing what I was saying. He was just laughing at my face because like, right? Like you're like, because I'm like, my father said, you know, after six wives, you know, he's like, "Oh, so funny. So it's like, okay. Um, (laughs) Thanks dad. So it's interesting how each of us have taken our life experience and how we feel about putting in front of family and and not putting in front of family. I think both ways is a great, is whatever's there. Oh, (laughs) whatever's in your heart to do that's what you should do oh
0: okay yeah but then there's a well, responsibility in it too yeah right you can't just put something out there and go well it's out there that's how i feel yeah. you know there was a discussion about you know whether or not um people can write from the perspective of different races and different genders mm. and i read a bunch of really interesting articles saying like you know That's the job of a creator is to delve into imagination, but it's also the job of a creator to own the responsibility if that isn't well represented. So research, do your research. Don't just write on behalf of somebody that you're not connected to. And B, if you get feedback that it's not right, adjust. Like that's, I think that's
1: our job. I do too. Yeah, we have to be able to sort of, we we can only be the artists, the environment we grew up in gave us the opportunity Mm. to be. You know, like I, when in, in my journey of like convincing myself that it's fine, that I haven't accomplished all the goals um, that I wanted to accomplish by my thirties, I keep reminding myself that me at 21 wouldn't be able to tell the stories that I can tell in my thirties. Yeah, Because I didn't live them. And a lot of the shows were, you know, like there's this like frustrating, like being 17, being like, why can't I play, you know, something I'm trying to think of what role. Why can't I be Marilla Cuthbert? She's the best role ever. It's like because I, my life experience will not be informing of a 60s. I mean, you have
0: the shirt. You should I mean, be able yeah, to play. I've been waiting. Literally waiting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> 60s are going to come and the shirt's going to be worn in.
0: Uh, uh, let's do some final thoughts on my discussion with Carmen. Um, Rebecca, any final thoughts?
3: No, I think just... Uh, I think approaching... Approaching your own story with compassion, Mm -hmm. I think, was a big lesson of recognizing that even the worst people in your life have their own stories and their own things going on that you know nothing about. And to try to focus your energy on them and how they have wronged you is not going to do you any good. And just kind of reflecting and looking back at yourself and saying, okay, this is what I am working with. And this is a story that I feel like I need to tell. And now how do I turn this into a thing? that maybe an audience member would be helped by. Like, how do I craft this Mm -hmm. into something that will resonate with them? Um, So, yeah, I think just really being compassionate toward yourself and just owning what your life has been and trying to bring that to the things that you create. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Emily?
2: Great. Um, Challenging your discomfort. To challenge that discomfort in a healthy way, um, especially right now. Uh, and I think this goes into what Rebecca said like, be compassionate with yourself. And if you see challenges, check it out. But if it's going to be awful, then don't do it. <laughs> but yeah, I think, you know, being compassionately challenging uh, your discomfort. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I
0: like that. I like that. AJ? I
2: mean, this, Marilla? Is,
1: this interview was. Thank you for calling me by my first name. Um, <laughs> This was such a gift. I mean, it's so wonderful to hear from all of these different voices we get to hear from. And, you know, one thing, it's less of what she said and just sort of a reminder of why we do this. is like she was talking about being in school in the 90s and being told that all she's going to get cast in are like the hookers and the maids. Mm-hmm. And it just, I, I'm, you know, I'm sitting in front of a laptop that could probably take me to the moon and our technology moves so quickly and yet human beings can't seem to... Mm. progress ourselves 30 years later, we're still classing people into bubbles and, and mm-hmm. living in a very racially motivated world. And that, that's one thing that this podcast really reminds me how grateful I am that we're doing this is that, you know, we do still need voices and we do still need to talk about the Carmens and the Naomi's and the Emily's and the Rebecca's of the world, because we're not moving fast enough mm-hmm. and we have so much work to do. We could be called like the impatient people.
0: Cause I feel like we're all like a team at firecrack department of like, come on. I've got like, <laughs> let's go.
1: I know, come on. Meanwhile, I'm time <laughs> traveling back. To try to <laughs> change. Yeah. Bring the but see if you go, in, go, If you go
3: back in time, maybe you can change things and then oh. it'll be better for us. You know, I'm just saying. Well, that's great. Working on
1: Start it.
3: Start the first women's theater during Shakespeare's time and just change the course of theater. Yeah.
0: <laughs> In Speaking of uh, time, what are you spending oh. your time with uh, on your own? How's that for a little segue? I love What that. are you doing outside the firecracker department that's your kind of jam? Tell me. Rebecca, what are you doing?
3: Yeah. uh, So the first episode of my podcast is now available. uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It is called Gay or Nay, Alleged Queers of History. We talk about historical figures who have queer stories associated with them, but that historians would be like, that person was straight. And then you read like their autobiography and you're like, are you sure about that? Uh, So the first episode of that is available now. And my production company Friends of Andy will be launching soon. It's going to be comedy shows and entertainment and panels and telethons and just like conversations. Hopefully it's just an opportunity uh, for people to connect.
0: I love it. it. Super lazy, Rebecca, super lazy. I know, <laughs> oh. I want to give Horrors. your first review for Gay or nay. Gay or Nay is, Gay or Nay is yay. Uh, <laughs> <good story. laughs> and then write I- my name really small so you can't tell what publication is it from.
1: Uh, AJ, what have you got coming up? <sighs> um I nothing coming up really it's just all development. nothing <laughs> no you're writing you're developing
0: your script Your
2: work. yeah I I'm,
1: it's more development stuff lots of lots of scripts and pitch decks and pitch decks and budgets and scripts well oh, you oh, know tell me more <laughs> so sexy let me speak to I you know. another
0: little step we yeah. have to like go through so many little steps before we can do the thing that we want to do and don't belittle the small steps because they're equally important and take as equally as much of effort and energy. So keep going, keep going, buddy. Uh, Emily, what's coming up for you? Well, speaking of little steps, I, uh,
2: my, my husband always records my meditations and he sends them to me and he's like, here, babe, you can do a podcast or something. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And then I just move them over because it, it scares me. But I uploaded my first one on my website. I did it. I uploaded my meditation on my website. So that's a big move for me. Um, so yes. Let's <laughs> heal this right? That's right. Let's heal this shit.com.
0: Oh my gosh. And you do well wellness meditations for us uh for the wellness department every month as well and if yes. you haven't caught one of emily's meditations they're full of light and love and emily which is oh. everything so uh, uh okay. i'm excited because i have a movie i was in last year is coming launching um tomorrow called work it where i play right. the mother of a dancer it's a dancing yes. movie uh uh with sabrina carpenter who's just fantastic who's so cool i just like followed her around on set going, can I just hang out with you? Are you going to just hang out? Like not. And she'd be like, can you just, you're cramping yourself. So that's coming up, which I'm really excited. And then we have so many really cool interviews coming up. Winnie Wong's been doing the producing of getting like our guests and holy moly, we have some kick butt uh, interviews. So if you haven't checked out our podcast, go on over, wherever you listen to podcasts, firecracker.com, firecrackerdepartment.com is where you can find out about everything um, CarmenAguire.com is where you can find out about everything about her uh, she's as I said she's working on you comedy she's always working on something so go and check her out and uh, keep in touch with her artistic journey thanks for this go follow Firecracker DEPT on Instagram and Twitter and keep in touch with all our fantastic stuff and if you want to be part of the after show um, oh, show yeah. contact Ems yeah, yeah she'll figure, figure everything out for you that's right Mwah.